Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. You are about to meet one of my favorite friends, one of my most creative friends, and in some ways, one of my most famous friends, but I think it's like, he's like the person that is still in some ways undiscovered outside of his trait, which he is a legend in, Nick Onken. And I just think Nick is the coolest guy, has the coolest brand. He's a world-renowned photographer, so that's his trait, and he is a legend in that space. He has photographed personalities like Justin Bieber and Tom Hanks and Lil John and Jessica Alba. He's done shoots for global campaigns for international brands like Nike and Coca-Cola and Adidas. His work's been published in magazines like Condé Nast, Traveler, Cosmo, Marie Claire, like He's also the host of Nyon Radio Podcast, where he's interviewed people like Usher and Scooter Braun and Donna Karen. He's been featured in Fast Company, Huffington Post, MTV, and literally his work has just been featured everywhere. He's also traveled to over 60 countries, seven continents. He's an author. He's the author of the travel photography book called Photo Trekking. He is probably the primary, I guess I would say, primary photographer for Lewis House, of course, a close friend of ours. And I think, you know, Nick's just entire personal brand is devoted to inspiring the world to activate their creativity. And it's like, he's just amazing and you're about to meet him. So Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Nice to meet y'all. So buddy, this is one of the many reasons why I love you is I feel like you're really good at something that I don't consider myself naturally very good at, which is just the visual identity, not even just photography, but the visual expression of a brand. And there's a concept that you shared with us or with me about elevated realism. Can you talk about, you know, we don't have to just stay in the lane of photography, but I'm kind of thinking about just, you know, the people listening, their personal brands and just like building their visual presence, whether it's online or in print or everywhere. But I think one of your uniquenesses is this concept of elevated realism. Can you just explain what that is? Yeah. So, and this is great because I think this is kind of a concept that I've used a lot in advertising for big brands for like Coca-Cola. And, you know, in that world, it's called lifestyle photography. It's to a certain extent where you're kind of manufacturing this 
aspirational world, but lifestyle, like you're still kind of doing everyday things. And then you combine that with celebrity portraiture in editorial and you kind of get this mix of like elevation. You get this mix of, you know, authentic realism. So I kind of translated that over to the personal brand just from doing all this work and what I learned through all working with all these people and so and these brands. And so elevated realism really is that creating an aspirational look, which you'd find in a magazine or an ad, but also feels real. It feels authentic because, you know, as you know, to build your personal brand, you want to be guiding people through a process. You want to be seen as a guide and, you know, you don't want to be too far out of reach, but you also want to be relatable. And so that's kind of the idea of elevated realism is like you're creating an aesthetic that's aspirational, but yet relatable at the same time. And, uh, you know, for me, I create storytelling assets around this. So we build, it's usually driven around a concept of who you are in your brand. So after they've worked with you, you know, to develop these ideas, these concepts of who this person, you know, who they are authentically, then we come and create the creative from that. So say somebody... Yeah. So, so do, you, do they come to you? Like one of the exercises we do with people in phase one, of course, you've been to our phase one event, yeah. but that we at the very end of phase one, like post that phase one event, we go through brand characteristics lists and we just kind of come up with like words that sort of capture the essence of a person. Is that kind of what you're talking about here is like, like, how do you capture or what exercises do you go through or take someone through to kind of like clarify what energy or what emotion or what they're trying to convey. And it sounds like you do that first and then you figure out how to stage the shoot. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a story diagnostics sheet that I start with, which is Mm. probably about 10 to 15, I think it's 10 to 15 questions that the client fills out. And it's everything from around like, what's the message, the vision, the mission, the message, how do you help people? And it kind of gets people thinking it within that. And a lot of times, sometimes they'll work with your team or, you know, if they're working with other people, or they'll just fill it out themselves. It kind of depends on who, but then some of the other questions that come into it are like, you know, what are your what activities do you love? Like Hmm. what kind of locations tell your story? What kind of props help tell your story? What kind of, you know, one of them is like, what's your favorite emoji? Like just to get people thinking expression, you know, some things. And then we kind of take that sheet and go over their answers. And then we build the creative of the shoot out of that. So say, say like, say like, I mean, with Lewis, our last shoot was in Turkey. Yeah. Um, with all the hot air balloons and stuff like, and the heli- what's the helicopter? The There's helicopter. helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, y'all's freaking shoots are epic, dude. The Iceland shoot. I mean, he still uses pictures from that Iceland shoot from a few years ago. And that the Turkey shoot with the hot air balloons was so just like magnificent. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And the whole idea behind that was like rising to your greatness. So, and I pitched him that I kind of, you know, he was like, we're going back and forth or around it. And I was like, well, what about the idea of shooting with you in Cappadocia with all these hot air balloons in the background? Cause the whole concept of rising to your greatness is really, obviously, you know him, that's like who he is. Yeah. He helps everyone rise to their greatness. So that's the concept that we pulled out of that. And then, you know, we did some other epic James Bond type of stuff with the helicopter and things like that. But then, you know, I had, you know, Bo Eason. Yeah. So he hired me to do a shoot and we did, you know, his whole football thing, but he's also got his business, you know, he's more his business and like his thought leadership now. So one of the concepts that we created, because like family is so big to him, 
And so we were like, okay, well, let's shoot you with your family on a football field. So we're not like saying, oh, I'm like totally football. We're like hinting at that background, not story element, but we're focusing on him with his family. And so we kind of, you know, and he was the hero of all the shots in, in a certain sense in terms of like what the focus was and how we were, you know, composing the shots and how we were organizing and how I was directing everyone within the shots. And then, you know, so they've used a lot of those to kind of like show that family man concept, that story that we were telling with that. So, you know, it really comes so down it's to a simp- of, It's like as simple as that. Like, I mean, that's just such a simple idea of just like you're telling a story of who the person is or like either who they are or what they're about, just sort of subtly, like with the background or where the location is and, you know, like the kind of props maybe that show up in there. Yeah, so the location and the props are all kind of just hinted in the space in the background while the focus remains on the person. Because obviously, like, the person is the product and the hero. So we focus on that, but we utilize the environment to tell that story. So say, for instance, like Chris Harder, he's a super book nerd. He, he loves books. And so I came up with this idea. It was like, let's, we pulled all the books off of like all of his shelves and put them in the living room. And we just mm. stacked books all around him. And then we just had him sitting there reading, reading books, reading one of his favorite books, but then, you know, I'd have him look up at me. So it was like, we had this like eye contact, but he's surrounded by books. Right. So it's still focused on him. And that's one reason just, why Chris and I get along. We share that passion <laughs> for learning and reading. I love Chris. What a cool that's so cool. Yeah. So, you know, and that's kind of a big piece of that's the elevated realism that I'm talking about. It's the, you know, the way that I shoot. It also comes through in like the lighting that I use, the way that I direct, the way that I, you know, there's all these little pieces to it that come together in the moment of the actual shoot. So you have the prep and then you have the actual shoot. I mean, you we've worked together. So like you've been able to experience kind of the dynamic yeah, of... Bro. And like, and this is what's crazy. Like... I mean, the photos you took of me were so good. I mean, I, I don't know why. Like, I don't have a trained enough eye to go like, oh, this is the difference between my shot with Nick and my shot with other photographers. But it was just like, somehow you captured like my energy, my personality, and it was like businessy, but conversational. Like, it just blew my mind. So talk about directing the shoot a little bit. And, you know, not everyone's going to be able to work with you. So, I mean, if some of y'all are listening, if like, if you can do it, like just freaking hire Nick, it's unbelievable. (laughs) But the concepts here, I think are also like, you could shoot it with your own, you know, like some people are just starting out. They don't have a ton of money or whatever. Like you have a process here that I think it's cool about the story part. And then when you get to the direction Talk to us about the direction because here's one thing. I'll share this tip with everybody. I mean, I've probably done at least a few dozen photo shoots in my life, maybe a hundred. You're the first person ever that put music on during the photo shoot. And I, that stuck with me as such a simple, like, that is such a simple part of directing where I was like, you are such a pro of just going like, what's the music that captures the energy that you know, you're wanting to like give off? So talk to us about direction a little bit. How do we do that for ourselves or how do we direct our photographer to do it? Or like, what are just some of the things you think about? Yeah, well, I mean, that's such an interesting question because there, I mean, it takes a long time to understand how to direct and I'm still learning. I'm still getting better at it. But that's one thing with, you know, hiring the right photographer, you got to kind of see what like their, you know, see 
their subjects in their work. I mean, as with anything to see what they're pulling out of their subjects first. But when it gets into directing, you know, for me, I like energy. I like this constant flow of energy. That's why I bring music into it because it loosens people up. It gets them moving. And once they get moving, they start to get out of their head. And then once they're out of their head, then, you know, then you can really kind of move. And the thing is, is everybody's going to take a bad picture. You just shoot a lot more and then we just delete those. So, you know, a lot of times just get people moving, get people doing different things, even if it's not a good shot. Because in that respect, if you're moving, once you get people into that flow state of just getting used to being in front of the camera, they're more comfortable able to, you know, feeling Mm -hmm. free enough to move. I also try to use a lot of positive reinforcement as I'm shooting. And then I also have to keep in mind what I'm trying to, like how to compose the shot, what lighting I'm trying to use and what the lighting's doing. And so I have like a thousand things going on in my head as I'm clicking that camera, as I'm looking through that, the lens and thinking of like, okay, composition, motion, action, you know, what action do I want this person doing? Do I want them looking at the camera? You know, and so it's like, I'm constantly throwing different things out at people. And that just takes practice. You know, for me, it's taken, I've been doing this for 15 years and I've worked and everybody's different. Every subject is different. You know, different people have different energies. Some people just like walk on and they just like bring it and like bring all the energy and I'm like not even really doing much. But then there's other people who are, you know, not as experienced. And so I'm- Can we talk about that? I want to talk about that because that fear of being in front of the camera, like- that's a real thing. And I don't know why, but it's like, why do we have such a fear of being in front of the camera? And what can we do, whether it's on a photo shoot or if it's just like, you know, doing a video blog or shooting a selfie that we're going to post on Instagram or something? Like, why do you think, why do we have that fear? And like, do you have any ideas for how to move us past that? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is the fear of being seen, right? And the fear of being like almost in a vulnerable state. And especially because the camera captures who we are, right? And in this state. So I would say, first thing is, is like, you know, take care of yourself. And, you know, the camera is going to typically add like 10 pounds, a few pounds. I don't say 10 pounds. That's a lot. But just, <laughs> just the way you use. So that's why you say like no baggy clothes because they look super baggy. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like if people don't feel comfortable with the way they look, you got to either just rock the way with confidence, the way that you look or do something about it. You know, I can only do so much of capturing, you know, we can do stuff in post, but then it gets, starts to get like inauthentic if you're like heavily retouching things. So, you know, I think it's just like thinking about what, you know, really getting down to what makes you fearful of being in front of the camera. And I think so like pick an different. outfit, just like don't pick your newest outfit necessarily. It's like pick an outfit that you feel confident in, like pick an outfit that you like the way you look, like something as simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. And if you really want to go to the next level, hire a stylist to help you revamp your wardrobe. And if, you know, if especially if you want to take your personal brand to the next level, it's like you got to think about all these things because all the aesthetics say something about who you are. So if you're just like, you know, wearing schlubby stuff, you know, what is that going to say about you in the photos? You know, what is that going to say about you? Like the way that you're, you make decisions, the way that you care about yourself, the way that, you know, what are you preaching in comparison to that? So you talk about that, like the energy part. Yeah. Anyways, so just to comment on that last thing that you said, I remember this blew my freaking mind when I don't remember we were, somebody asked Lewis this question, what is your number one secret? to building a huge brand 
And I was like, that's an interesting question. I had never asked him that question. I was like, I wonder what he's going to say right here. And I'm thinking, you know, like, yeah, funnels or webinars or digital marketing or like networking. He said photography. He said photography (laughs) is my number one secret of how I've built a brand. And, you know, it's interesting because I think of photos as like what you're wearing and how you look, but the way that both you and him talk about it is it's like, it's more about the energy that you're giving off that you're capturing. It's like, it's more about the energy than it is like the look. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all want to connect with somebody, right? And photography connects you with that person. Like you look through magazines, right? And you see these celebrities that are, you know, they have like eight page editorials of them, you know, of photo, like high-end imagery of them. And you, then you feel more connected to them. I mean, we see that every day on Instagram. It's like we connect to people through photos of them, right? And I think this is a very subconscious thing. And, you know, the psychology of both like graphic design and photography is huge as well. I was a graphic designer before I was a photographer and I went to school for visual branding and things like that. And, you know, it's the reason that we buy Coca-Cola versus the generic brand. You know, they might even be the same product. But branding different packaging will allow you, you know, make the difference between the choice that you make. So mm-hmm. photography plays a huge part of that. Graphic design plays a huge part of that. And when you project, you're basically creating the perception that you want people to see you as. And you have that choice, right? If you're not conscious to that mm. creation of the brand and what you want people to perceive you as, then you're not thinking about that stuff. That's why Lewis says photography is such a, one of the biggest key things within his brand is that he's creating this image that people want him to view him as. And so we create this higher level imagery, but like he still feels super relatable. Like you would just, you know, can be friends with him just from seeing him online. And so it is that elevated realism that really portrays him and like creates the elevation within, you know, and makes people want to follow him, makes people want to, do you know have him as their guide kind of thing well and it's just like it's interesting to me because if somebody would have said like if it weren't you and lewis like if somebody said i'm going to do a photo shoot with hot air balloons behind me i'd be like that's the cheesiest idea that i have ever heard of but the way you do it it's not that at all and it's almost like what you're describing to me here nick is like that's where the magic is is it's like do somehow tell your story if it's authentic to you somehow you tell that story like how do you balance that like hey there's a place for creative genius here versus no that's stupid it's cheesy yeah i mean that all comes through the eye of the photographer right so that's the way that i see when i do photography so every photographer has a different point of view but for me like i've always seen things with this authenticity but also like this kind of cool elevated edge And so when I'm out shooting, that's the magic that happens within the moment is that like I can see from the lighting, the composition, the things that are happening within the frame that make it feel real and authentic and not cheesy. You know, that's just the way that I see. That's the perspective that I take on photography. And that's where the photographer actually really, the vision of the photographer is what you're also looking for. Because like somebody else could take these concepts and like shoot somebody with books and whatever. Totally. But it's in the moment it comes down to the lighting, the photographer, you know, the, what they see, how they direct, 
how they envision it and how they pull what they need out of the subject, out of the personality and the energy and all that stuff. Then it comes to post too, like the coloring, the composite, you know, just in the back end, you know, creating an aesthetic look as well. So that's kind of like the components, but that's why it comes down to the photographer at the end of the day. So you want to hire the right photographer by looking at their portfolio and seeing like, oh, do I see myself in their photos? Do I want this aesthetic? Do I want, mm. you know, do I feel like I would be comfortable with them? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good question. Do I see myself in their photos? Like that feels somehow easier to me than do I like that? Because like to me, it's like, I can't tell. Like I don't have, like when you say how you see, when I see, it's like, I almost think, like I look at every photo, I go, oh, that's good. But then I see one of yours, especially of me, and be like, gosh, that is so different somehow, but I don't know why. But, you know, do I see myself in their photos? I think it's super cool. I want to come back to what you were talking about a minute ago about you said something where you said that we connect to people through photos of them and that the more you see someone, the more you feel connected to them. And I'm having a light bulb moment here. I've always resisted posting pictures of myself on my social media feeds. Not because I'm self-conscious of how I look, because I'm self-conscious of coming across as overly promotional or self-centered or like arrogant of like, oh, hey, here's a giant feed of, you know, here's a bunch of pictures of me. But the way that you said that was interesting where you're like, no, it's like it helps the audience feel connected to you. It's not about like promoting you. Have you ever heard anybody have that weird fear that I'm sharing? <laughs> and like, what's your initial thought on that? Because that literally, I never realized that until you said that. And I was like, I hate posting photos of myself, but not for why most people do, which is like, oh, I think my, you know, I think I look silly. I don't care. Like I've always been like, this is who I am, but. I don't want to be overly promotional. Yeah, no. So I got a couple things came to mind on that. And the first Welcome one. to our free coaching session between Rory Vaden and Nick Onkin. <laughs> if you're just joining us, I'm getting free consulting advice here from Nick on our podcast. <laughs> so absolutely. So the first thing is, is this is kind of funny because like, so it was like four or five years ago, I was at Scooter's wedding and we were all riding and Justin was there, Justin Bieber. Well, for that my name. friend Justin was there <laughs> so we were driving we were riding around in whatever SUV and Scooter's like yo Justin you need to follow Nick and I was like okay I was like sweet awesome <laughs> and then Justin look, pulls up my Instagram and he's like dude why don't you have any photos of you on there and I was like I, I mean uh, I don't know I just like posting photos that I take he still followed me for a couple of years but that kind of stuck with me after a while. And this was kind of before really personal branding on Instagram was like kind of big, right? Like this was uh -huh. just, this was kind of the earlier days of Instagram. And so I kind of started, you know, a few years ago, just looking through analytics and things like that. I was looking at like the engagement of photos on my it's always name. highest on your personal photos. Yeah. People, you know, I get more likes on photos of me than photos that I take on my main account. And especially because it's more like behind the scenes stuff or it's a conceptual stuff of me. And uh, like, I, they just kind of took me back to that moment of like, and then, you know, I was like, maybe he unfollowed me because I wasn't posting pictures of me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he unfollowed everyone. But, you know, it's, you know, it just got me thinking of like, okay, you know, people are following, like, especially with social media, 
people want to see what you're up to. People want to connect with you as a human. I think that's the biggest thing is they want to connect with you as a human to feel that human touch. And so I think that's why photos of you, posting photos of you on your feed really help people to connect with you. I think there's also an element of like, what story are you telling with that photo and how does it connect with that photo? So whenever I'm, I'm posting on Instagram, a photo of myself, I kind of, I want to make the caption link to, you know, have some sort of context as to what the picture is hmm. and the story that I'm telling through that picture just to connect everything. Then you get into like the whole, there's a hashtag called girls with irrelevant captions. And it's, like the, <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious because they'll put you, it's like, it's unreal. They'll post like a photo of them in a bikini by the pool and then have some sort of like really like esoteric, conscious, loving like quote. And it's just, it's just funny. It's, it doesn't make sense. It's not congruent. It's not. And then that just kind of like pulls away from authenticity of like, what are you talking about? Like, you just want to show your assets and uh-huh. get more validation through that versus like actually conceptualizing and telling a story through the photograph and aligning it with the caption. So yeah. I think that's highly important is like congruency and all the stories that you're telling from your photography, then stuff that you post online to the stuff that you post, you know, to the captions that you write. And I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, the imagery that I build with people is like the high level, like website banner stuff and, you know, stuff for press, like people use, like Lewis is like, use my photos of him in like Success Magazine and like all these different magazines. So you have like an arsenal of assets to use as like high level stuff, but you can also put them into your Instagram feed mixed with other things. Like your Instagram feed doesn't have to be all photos of you. But I think, you know, if you pepper them throughout, you're kind of still helping build that connection of people to you. So how often this is going to be like, how many shoots a year? If somebody was really like doing this, you know, like I get the idea of going, hey, you need to do a shoot for your website. One of the things we've gotten clear with our process of helping people build their websites and do their overall brand strategy is, we take them through phase one, okay, which you've been through, right? Finding your uniqueness. And then what we realized is pretty much the next thing that needs to happen is photography because you need to be able, you know, photography and copy because you need to get the pictures before you design the website because you have to be able to design the website around the pictures. That was something we always screwed up, which I feel like we've gotten more clarity on is like, go get the pictures. So anyways, I realize now and go, okay, you know, the importance of photography, sure, with your website or a book launch or something. But other than that, if you're just like looking to like create a connection with your audience and like pepper your Instagram feed, how often should we be doing this? Like where we're hiring somebody to take photos of us? Yeah. I mean, I think a couple times a year, it kind of depends on like the packages that you're getting, who you're working with and all that. And like how many different final images that you can get out of a shoot, I would say probably two to four a year. Okay. Just to kind of keep things fresh. Yeah. Once a quarter, keep things fresh. You know, you can keep your high level imagery like on your website and stuff consistent for like a year. But like when it comes to like more social media stuff, you can probably do two to like one a quarter, I would say. Interesting. Okay. Man, there's so much. I can't believe how fast this went by. Like there is so much here. And like I'm saying, you know, if you can hire Nick and have him come shoot you. There's other photographers we have in our community as well that we like, but it was really wild to experience a shoot with you and the difference 
of just, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to post any of these pictures, but there was a time back when Rory was in his early twenties that I did some commercials <laughs> and I did some modeling shoots. I might've even had some abs that I was showing off back in those days. Oh, hey. And, you know, so I've worked on sets. I've had photographers, but doing the shoot with you was truly different. So where should people go if they want to just, you know, follow your work or just connect with you or like see some of your photos? What's the best way to connect up with you? Yeah. I mean, Instagram is kind of the, like at Nick Onkin on Instagram is kind of the hub for everything. So you can get to my website, like my website, photography website, my hats, my, I have a photographs by Nick Onkin Instagram account. It's just photography. So everything stems from there. Uh-huh. What's your photographs by Nick Onkin? Is it that long handle? Yeah, it's photographsbynickonkin.com at, you know, that's the Instagram handle as well. And that's just strictly photography, like curated portfolio. It's incredible, y'all. Like, go look at this stuff. I'm telling you, it's really, really, really wonderful. Well, Nick, I really appreciate you sharing some of your secrets and just uh, like helping us find the right photographers, ask the right questions, you know, prepare ourselves for the shoot, what to be looking for. And then overall, yeah. I just think, you know, a big part of your uniqueness is just this elevated realism mm-hmm. is just like bringing our best to a shoot and drawing the best out of your subjects. And I mean, you're extremely talented, my friend. I mean, you just have like a really rare gift and I just appreciate you sharing it with us. Thank you. Oh, and one other thing, I do have a free ebook on how to elevate your personal brand visually. It's nickonkin.com slash personal brand. And it's a free ebook, talks about a lot of the stuff that we talked about today and uh, a lot of visual examples and all the goods. Nickonkin.com slash personal brand. I've walked through that ebook. It's awesome, super tactical and useful. So we'll put links to that in the show notes. My brother, we wish you the best until I can get back with you and uh, get a shoot going. You know, best until then. Let's do it. Thanks. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free lifetime access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we will get you set up with free lifetime access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.